You're holding on to all this stuff. And it meant something in a season. I'm not, and understand, I'm not trying to discredit the past because you need your past to, to, to learn from it, but you can't hold on to it. No one lives in history. And so because of that, you got to let it go so you can get what God has. I like the way Jesus said it. He said, you can't pour new wine. Can't do it. The old wineskin served its purpose. It did, it did a good job, just like the annuals. They bloomed and they did a great job. But when it's time for them to go, just say bye. Manifested Glory Worship Center. Kingdom focused, kingdom minded, kingdom living. This is the Rama Talk Podcast, and you're listening to Pastor Damon C. Johnson, founder and senior pastor of Manifested Glory Worship Center. Sunday we talked about, we used, we had one scripture, and I pulled some stuff out of the scripture. We, we had Romans 8.28, and we know that all things work together for the good of them, and we, we, we exegeted, we broke that scripture down, and I want to kind of piggyback on that a little bit and, 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 and take you to a different place in the text today. So if you have your Bibles, let's turn to the book of Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1, we're going to just read verses 1 through 9, and this will be the bulk of our text for the day. Joshua chapter 1 verses 1 through 9. If you do not have your Bibles, we will definitely have the scriptures on the monitors for you. Joshua uh, chapter 1 verses 1 through 9. When you get it, please say, I got it. Oh, have mercy, Jesus. If you're still turning, say, hold up. Amen. Joshua is in our Bible. Amen. Amen. Joshua is in our Bible. Amen. It's in the Old Testament of our Bible. Hallelujah. When you get it, please say, I got it. All right. Amen. That's a little bit better. Joshua 1, I'm going to be reading from the New King James Version, and it says this. It says, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise and go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I... I am giving to them the children of Israel each place that the sole of your feet will tread upon I have given to you as I said to Moses from the wilderness and from this Lebanon as far as the great river the river Euphrates all of the land of the Hittites and to the great sea towards the going down of the sun shall be your territory no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life as I was with Moses so I will be with you I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good carriage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to the fathers to give to them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth but you shall meditate it, meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it for then you will make uh, your way prosperous and then you will have good success have I not commanded you be strong and of good courage do not be afraid nor be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go and so my sermon title today is, Lord, 
I'm now ready. Lord, I'm now ready. Anybody that know me knows I'm real particular about my yard. I, when, it, when we had our first house, I was out there cutting my grass every single day. I was out there trimming, pulling weeds. I didn't want nothing in my yard. It didn't belong there. And so, but now I don't have the time. So I have to hire people to do it for me. And so, I, and I'm real particular. I'm on my third gardener. Amen. <laughs> Amen. But I think I got the right one now. His name is Angel. Amen. Yeah. Angel coming there with his crew, they knock it out. And, and, and so he, he planted some flowers for me, and, and they, they started to spring them. I said, man, these things are so beautiful. I said, I said Angel, what is your secret? I said, how, how, how are you able to, you know, craft such a beautiful thing? He says, well, a good gardener understands the difference between annuals and perennials. I didn't know, so he explained to me. He says, well, annuals, they, 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 you plant them, and they look good, but then they die. He says, perennials, he said, they, 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 they stay in the ground, they regenerate, and they come back every year. He says, and in your garden, Pastor, I planted both. I planted annuals and perennials. I said, okay. And I said, Lord, you're, you're speaking to me because I hear something in that. And, 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 and so, and so what, what was going on is that, in understand that in our lives, we have that same, same scenario. There's annuals and perennials in your life. There are things that are good in your life that has to die. But there are things in your life that are good that will remain. See, our problem is that we, 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 can't, we can't understand the difference between the two because we're trying to hold on to things that's about to die. We didn't let it go, but we need to hold on to the things that will remain. I'm about to park in somebody's spot real good. I promise you that. So this was, uh, this was Joshua's issue. So I have three points. I'm going to get about it here. Three points. Somebody say point number one. Point number one is you have to embrace the separation. You have to embrace the separation. Uh, look, look at verses one and two of our text. This messed me up. Look what it says. It says, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, uh, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. I think, I think, I think y'all missed it. Moses is dead and gone. And after Moses is dead and gone, God shows up and says, Joshua, Moses is dead and gone. You're still not feeling me. Okay. After they said ashes to ashes and dust to dust, God shows up and says ashes to ashes and dust to dust. Why is God doing this? He's not doing it for information. Everybody already know that Moses did because they was at the funeral. God's not doing it for information, but he's doing it for separation. See, Joshua, Joshua knew that Moses was dead, but he did not separate himself from the things of Moses. So in order for Joshua to walk into his purpose, he had to separate himself from his yesterday. Come here, Tosh. Let me show you, let me show you what we look like. This is us. You still, you still bragging about what you did in high school and you 50 years old. This was cool back then in the 80s. It ain't cool right now. 
Yeah, 80s for me, Elder John. I'm sorry. I was in high school in the 80s. Don't say nothing. And, and, and so, and so, this is what we look like. Here, Tosh. See, God has something new for you. But you can't grab it because you're still holding on everything old. Everything in your past, you're still holding on. And so what God, the new thing God has for you, you can't even get a hold of it because your arms are full. So in order for you to get what God has for you, you have to. See, now you can receive what God has for you. You got to let it go. Hallelujah. God had to show up to Joshua and say, Joshua, Moses is dead. Let it go. You're holding on to all this stuff, and it meant something in the season. I'm not, and understand, I'm not trying to discredit the past because you need your past to, to, to learn from it, but you can't hold on to it. No one lives in history. And so because of that, you got to let it go so you can get what God has. I like the way Jesus said it. He said, you can't pour new wine. Can't do it. The old wineskin served its purpose. It did, it did a good job, just like the annuals. They bloom, and they did a great job. But when it's time for them to go, just say bye. Amen. Let me show you something in Deuteronomy. You don't have to turn it. Just put it on the screen for me. Deuteronomy chapter 34. Let me show you this. Look at verses 5 through 8. Deuteronomy chapter 34, verses 5 through 8. Look what it says here. So Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Moab, according to the word of the Lord. And he was buried in the valley of the land of Moab, opposite of Beth Peor. But no one knows his grave to, his, to this day. Moses was 120 years old when he died. His eyes were not dim, nor his natural vigor diminished. And the children of Israel wept for Moses in the plains of Moab 30 days. So the days of weeping and mourning for Moses ended. Uh, let me point out a couple of things here. They had a season and a time to mourn for their yesterday. It was 30 days. After 30 days, they had to say, okay, uh, uh, it's time to move on. Now, look at verse 6 again. Look at verse 6. Look what it says. And they buried him in the valley of the land of Moab, opposite of Beth Peor. But no one knows his grave to this day. You know why they don't know where Moses is buried? Because if they knew where Moses, they would have built a memorial there, and they would have never went to their promise, because they would have stayed right there at his grave site. So God had to hide Moses from them because Moses was their, was like, was like, was their leader. And so, oh, we got to just stay here. And they would have just lived right there in that valley. And never move it to their destiny because they're holding on to their yesterday. We see a very familiar story with Saul in 1 Samuel. Put it up there on the screen for me. 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 1. Look what it says here. Now the Lord said to Samuel, how long will you mourn over Saul? Seeing I have rejected him for reigning over Israel. Fill your horn with oil and go. I am sending you to Jesse the Bethlehemite. For I have provided for myself a king among his sons. God says to, 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 to Samuel, who was the prophet, he says, I'm moving on, and you still stuck on Saul. Somebody say, embrace the separation. We have to embrace the separation. See, see some of us are going to miss out David because we're still crying over Saul. 
I let that one marinate for a moment. The, the new thing God wants to do for you, you'll miss it because you, you're still trying to hold on to your past. Hey, Joshua, my son Moses, my, my servant Moses is dead. I'm going to show you something here in Romans 8. We was in Romans 8 last week, but let me show you something in the bottom part of that. Romans 8, verse 37 through 39. Look what it says here. And we like to shout on this. Hallelujah. Yeah. Uh, yet, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who love us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor power, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other cre created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. And we like to shout on that, huh? Hmm. Yeah, put me in there. There we go. Hmm. Nothing can separate me from the love of God. Neither height, nor death, nor angels, nor created things. We like to have a good time and shout on that, right? But there's something missing from this list that can separate us from the love of God. Let me read it to you one more time. It says, neither death nor life, neither angels nor principalities, no powers, no things present, no things to come. It says nothing about your past. Don't mention your past. Come here a minute, Tosh. Let me show you how your past can separate you from the love of God. So God is here, and God's trying to move forward. So, so, so just, just take a couple steps back, Tosh, just a couple steps back. So God's moving forward. We should be moving with the things of God. But the moment we stop and look at our past, God is still moving, and we're focused like this. That means we've now turned our back on God. And when we turn our back on God and focus on our past, he's still moving. Keep moving, Tosh. So guess what has now happened? There's a separation between me and God. And so now there's a gulf between me and God because I'm focusing on my past, and he's trying to direct me to my destiny and my future. We like to quote this scripture. What can separate me? It ain't saying nothing about your past. Your present and your future can't, but your past can. Uh-huh. What can separate us? Y'all remember Lot's wife? Ask her how she, how she made out. God says, Lot, when y'all leave, don't look back. When you leave Sodom and Gomorrah, when you leave your place of bondage, when you leave your place of sin, don't look back. But you know our sin, like the, it pleases our flesh. And because we like our flesh pleased, she, she said, I'm just going to take one glance back and got stuck in her moment, paralyzed in her situation, and died right there. And they had to keep moving. They had to leave her right there and kept it moving. She became a pillar of salt right there in the middle of the desert. And so, and so, so Joshua, Moses is dead. And understand that we're using this as, as, as a metaphor about the things of your past. It's behind you. You have to allow God to bring new things to your life and so he can show you new things and bring you into what he has for you. Uh, look at verses 3 or 4 of our text. Chapter 1 of Joshua, verse 3 or 4. Put it on the screen for me. It says, look, every place that your soul, the sole of your feet will tread upon I am given to you. 
For I have said, for I said to Moses, from the wilderness of this Lebanon to the far great, to the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and the great sea towards going down the sun um, shall be your territory. I will give you, he's telling Joshua, everywhere your feet tried, Joshua, I am going to give you. So, so church, here's our lesson in this thing. God already has them prepared for, we just have to go after it. And, and, and here's the thing. I'm pretty sure Moses, Josh was like, I'll just do what Moses did. You really want to do that? Understand what Moses did. 40 years. See, if you do what Moses did, you're going to get what Moses got. Eleven day journey. Eleven days. Eleven days it should have taken them to get to their promise. Forty years they wandered. In a circle. They went in a circle for 40 years. Not only that, while they were in walking in this circle, they, they got just enough. God gave them enough manna. Bread. Gave them some little bread. Gave them some quail, some fried chicken. Y'all do realize Israelites were people of color, right? Y'all, don't, please don't make me don't teach this. Black fried chicken. Especially if you give him a little bread with it. They had that bread sit at the bottom. You wrap that chicken around the bread. Y'all ain't black. I'm sorry. They needed water. He gave them water. And so God gave them, and understand, you got to look at that. When God gave them manna, he gave them enough manna for that day. And, and so, so God was giving, giving them enough. For, to sustain them and we thank God for our daily bread we thank God for that I'm not, I'm not minimizing that but, but here's what I'm saying that you've been getting just enough long enough God wants to bring you to a season of more than enough and if you're trying to follow in Moses' footsteps you're not going to get your more than enough he says wherever your feet trod so understand that wherever you go God's going to bless you so you ain't got to walk in nobody else's shadow God has a purpose for your life he has a purpose for what he wants to do with you and so you just got to walk in this thing Wherever your feet go, church, wherever you go, God's going to bless it. He's trying to bring us into more than enough. See, this is for everybody who's been trying to fit in for all these years. You've been trying to fit in. You're trying to fit in this crowd and trying to fit in that crowd. You're trying, to, you're trying to blend in with them and trying to blend in with them, and you feel like you don't fit because God has something special for you. You should be leading people. They should be following you, not you following them. He says, you're the head and not the tail. You're above only and not beneath. You got to understand what God is saying about you, people of God. So God is trying to bring you to this new thing. So I'm I'm about to get to my second point. Somebody say point number two. Accept the confirmation. Look at verse five. Look at verse five. It says, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. You have to understand, for 40 years, Joshua was in the background. Joshua was, was Moses' aide. And so uh, when, Ma- when, Joshua's on, when, Ma- when Moses was on a mountaintop, Joshua was down in the valley fighting. So he was, he was like, you know, jo- uh, Moses' uh, assistant. He was second in command. But, but, but now he's in a new season of his life. And because of that, Joshua has to see the new season and look at it differently. See, here's the problem. You're in your new season, but you can't see it yet. He says, as I was with Moses, past tense, I'm going to be with you. 
And so, so you got to know that God's with you. He's going to lead you and guide you, and he's going to order your steps, but you got to just keep moving. He can't order your steps if you ain't moving. See, Joshua had a problem. His season had changed, everything around him had changed, but he didn't see himself changed. Can I give you a sidebar? Your mentality has to align with your destiny, not your history. I'm going to say it one more time. Your mentality has to align with your destiny and not your history. See, you're holding on to your history at the expense of your destiny. Y'all quiet in this Presbyterian church. Y'all okay? All right. Look, look, look. We, we, I like Isaiah. Put Isaiah up there. Isaiah 43, verse 19. Look what it says here. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. See, here's the thing. The question not about if God's going to do a new thing. The question is, can you see it? That's not the question. He said, I'm doing a new thing. He said, but can you perceive it? So it's not on God, it's on us. Can we see the new thing that he's doing in our life? He said, open up your eyes. I need you to see this. I need you to see the new thing that I'm doing in your life. See, we stuck on where we've been through because we don't understand the purpose of what we've gone through. There's a purpose in everything you have in life. And so let me give you the pattern. You come out of Egypt into the wilderness through the wilderness into your promise. Get you one more time. Out of Egypt, through the wilderness, into your promise. See, our problem is that when God brings us out, we automatically think we're going in. But the way in is through. You missed it. I know I'm flying over your head today. It's okay. The way into your promise is through. You got to go through the wilderness. So when you come out, then you got to go through. Think about Jesus. When Jesus, Jesus had to go through the wilderness, after he was baptized by his cousin John, the, the Lord came down and said, this is my uh, beloved son who I am well pleased. And then immediately the Bible says he was led into the wilderness by the Spirit of God. So he went through the wilderness, and as soon as he came out of the wilderness, he went into his ministry. He couldn't start ministry until he went through. And so that's our problem. We don't want to go through nothing. See, we, we, God, thank God, we, we just shout, oh, he delivered me out of Egypt, huh? and he's brought us through, and he's doing us, and he, yeah, that's right, put me in that. Yeah, he brought me through, huh? he brought me out of Egypt, huh? oh, thank God, he's a deliverer, huh? he's a healer, huh? yeah, we, we can say all of that. But now you got to go through the wilderness, because out means through, and then through means in. Uh-huh. Last week, we talked about a young man by the name of Joseph. Think about Joseph. Joseph had to go through prison. He had to go through being a slave in order to get to his destiny. He had to go in part of his house. He had to go uh, uh, to prison. And then he was able to walk into his destiny. When, when, when Israel was in the wilderness, that's where they slept in, tents. You know why? Because it means it was temporary. You have to understand that your, your, your wilderness is temporary. They didn't build houses in the wilderness. They slept in tents. Because I'm only here for a season because I'm just going through. And that's how you got to look at your life. Like, what I'm going through, I'm just going to, I've got to put my tent up because I got I to go through this thing, but I'm not staying here. Yeah. Somebody say it's temporary. temporary. Yeah, you, you, you got to know that. You got to know that it's temporary. What you, see, here's our problem. What you're going through shouldn't define you. It should be developing you. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm, 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 about, I'm about to mess y'all up with this because last night I was, I was, I was home and I was, I was studying and I said, Lord, I need a Polaroid camera. Who still has Polaroid cameras? Nobody. Then all of a sudden, I'm not making this up. I, if, if I could make this up, I would, but I can't. This was last night. I'm studying, and I said, I need a Polaroid camera. I go on Facebook, and guys, they go rob. I went to an antique shop, and guess what I bought today? I said, come on, Holy Spirit. It's a long way from your phone, ain't it? So here, here's, here's how Polaroid cameras worked. Is it filming here, Rob, or no? All right. So back in the day, we didn't have phones. With, matter of fact, we didn't have cell phones. If we want to talk, we had to go to a pay phone or a house phone. If you want to take a picture, to have a camera. And inside this Polaroid camera was, was film. And what would happen was, is you would take a picture, and then, I don't know where it comes out, I guess come out the side here, you will pull it out. And, 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 and I'm about to get there in a moment. I'm about to get there in a moment. Some of y'all old school like me, I feel you. But let me tell you something, what happened. The picture was taken, but it wasn't developed. So it was there, but you just couldn't see it. And what you had to do was you had to. And then all of a sudden, the picture will appear. Because it was being developed. Y'all missed it. Y'all think y'all flew over your head. For the past year, couple of years, you say, God, I can't see it. He's been doing this to your life. He's been developing you. It's been there the whole time. Please have been shaking you and blowing on you. Won't hear. He was developing you. He was developing you. And so before time, listen, it's, it's there. It was there when you took the picture. But now he's just developing you. I know you can't see it. God, when is it, when is it coming? He says, stay in, a, stay in the process. I'm shaking you up. I'm blowing on you. He says, because you're going to look again, and the picture will be there. What you're going through right now is the fanning process. He's developing you. And that's what your wilderness does, church. It develops you. See, you can't go into your promise without being developed. And so, so understand what he's doing. He's developing us. He said, he said just trust me. He's about to appear. And the more I fan you, the quicker it comes. So is this what God is doing with your life? He's fanning you right now. He's getting you ready to walk into your promise. Hallelujah. Come on, have a seat. We're just talking. We're just talking. We're just talking right now. That's point three. I only got one more point. Somebody say point three. We got to have mature prayer and mature praise. Mature prayer and mature praise. 
God, God did something. He said something three times to Joshua. In verse 6, he says, uh, be strong and good carriage. In verse 7, he says, only be strong and, uh, and very courageous. Then in verse 9, he said, have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good carriage. And see, the number three in this context, church, actually means a, it's a sign and a sim, it's symbolic of maturity. Understand what it symbolizes. It symbolizes going from the outer courts into the inner courts into the Holy of Holies. Maturity. It's teaching us maturity. It's talking about these three different things. Understand, out of Egypt, into the wilderness, into your palmas. He's, he's, he's teaching us something here. That, that number three is symbolic here. Yeah. And, so, and so understand, he said it three times for a purpose. And, and, and understand what he told him. He says, he says listen, um, 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 Joshua, I'm trying to mature you because before you get to Jericho, you're going to be mature. Yeah. Yeah. It was taking maturity to conquer Jericho because Jericho was a fortified city. It was a huge wall. And so he says, and, so, and that's a, was a part of their promise. He says, so I got to mature you in your wilderness so when you go into your promise, you'll be able to handle it. So that's what he told him. He said, I want you to walk around the city six days, one time, and don't say nothing. You know, how much, you know how much maturity that takes? Two and a half million people walking around a city, and they can't say nothing. You wake up in the morning, you walk around the city. All right, cool, bet. Next day, walk around the city. But here's the thing. On the seventh day, he said, walk around it seven times. Again, maturity. He says, he says because uh, 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 I got I to gotta mature you in your prayer life because I understand, see, there's a difference in praying for and praying through. See, 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 it's easy to pray for things when God is moving quickly in your life. And when God is moving fast, it's easy to pray for things. But can we have any mature saints that can say, God, you have not done it yet, but I can still praise, pray to you through it. So, so, so can, can, can we be mature? Month one, we walking around the city. God ain't done it yet, but God, I'm still good because I trust you. Month two, come. I'm, I got, you know, I'm not going to buck with this thing. Because see, that's what happened with immature saints. The minute God don't move when you want him to move, then you get disappointed and start crying and whining. But you need mature saints to say, listen, I'm still God. My word's not going to return to me void. I'm going to do the thing. I got to develop you first. And so, and so, and so, we, so, so can, can we be mature enough to say, all right, God, I got it. It ain't happened yet, but I'm going to pray through this thing. And you're going to get me through this thing. And, and so, so God says, he says this, uh, seven times, seven, son, seven times. And then on the seventh day, you're going to hear, I want y'all to blow the trumpets. In other words, you got to create a sound. And he said, and when you hear the trumpet sound, that's when you give a praise. But can I tell you what's happening here? He says, praise me before your walls come down. See, our problem, we only want to praise God after the fact. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, God, for making a way. But can you praise him before the wall come down? <laughs> he says, if you create a sound, then the wall will come down. But our God is so bad that, that he, he, he will give us a weapon that can, that, that can supersede any natural law. Let me give it to you. Do you realize if you take sound up 700 octaves, it sound turns into light. Light turns into energy. Energy turns into mass, and mass turns into matter. Look it up. When I was a kid, 
We didn't have uh, iTunes and you could download music. Even before CDs, it was these tapes or cassettes. Before that, it was eight tracks. Amen. But there was a commercial that should come on when I was a kid. Is it live or is it Memorex? It was a, it was a cassette tape, and the, this lady would hit a note, and the note she hit will crack the glass. You ever seen that? Somebody hit a high enough note that it cracked the glass. How? Because if it goes up the right octave, the right sound is produced, then sound will produce light. Light will produce energy. Energy will produce mad, matter, mass, and then mass will produce matter. Y'all still looking lost. Okay, no problem. I'm going to wrap this thing up. So, 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 so understand what God is saying. God is saying if we as the people of God will create the right sound. If we will create the right sound, then guess what? It can change the matter. The right sound will change the matter. See, you're worried about what matters and all this. God says, I'm going to change the matter based off your sound. And so, so they had to produce a sound in the earth that was so brilliant that it could change the laws of gravity, could change the natural laws because I'm going to produce a sound. He says, y'all get this sound because that's what exactly what happened. Just like the, 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 gla- the, the, the glass cracked, the walls came down because of their sound. See, you're trying, to, you're trying to figure out how to get your walls down. You're trying to figure out how you're going to get your Jericho wall down. you got to create a sound to do that. I dare about 15 of y'all to create a sound right now. See, that sound can break down your walls. See, I don't know what your Jericho is. I don't know what your Jericho is. But you understand something. You understand? Jericho was their hardest battle. It was their hardest battle. And at, see, if you could come to your Jericho, they start falling like dominoes. The rest of the battles out there don't matter because you've already conquered the hardest one, the first one. But it, it falls down because of a sound. If you can do this, then you can stand before the Lord and say, Lord, I'm ready now. I'm ready to embrace what you have in front of me. I'm ready to walk into my destiny, God. I'm ready to have the new things. I forget my past, and I'm moving forward. Can you help me right now produce a sound? Come on, let's give God a sound. Hallelujah. 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 I see walls falling down. Hallelujah. Let it go. He has a whole promise for you. Let go of the past, the disappointment of the past the negativity of the past. Let it go. 
He says, I'm doing a new thing in you. Your destiny is in front of you. Don't look back. It's in front of you. God says, says to Joshua and the children of Israel, he says, make a sound. And that sound is going to turn into light. That light's going to turn into energy. That energy is going to turn into mass, and that mass is going to change the matter. Knock down walls from a sound. I want to challenge you this week. Make a sound in your home. Make a sound in your car. Open up your mouth and begin to just love on God. Begin to tell him how wonderful, and create a sound that's going to change your matter. We've been trying to fix it our own way. He said, all you got to do is produce a sound. And the walls would just begin to fall. They had to fight. They had to rob or steal. They just were obedient to God's word and created a sound. And for some of you all, I know it's hard right now. But you're being developed. Please develop it. Don't quit. Don't give up. Stay in the race. Let them continue to develop. The pitch is already there. It's got to develop. Thank you for listening to the Ramatuck Podcast. To listen to this message or past sermons, download the Mixcloud app in the Google Play or iTunes Store. Go to mgwc.net to join and get the latest church announcements. And don't forget to like us on Facebook. Thank you again for listening to the Ramatuck Podcast. Hope you join us next time.